Welcome to the Women of the Military podcast. In today's episode, I interviewed Aaron Sears. Aaron served in the Air Force on active duty from December 2006 through July 2012 as an acquisition and engineering officer. She earned her commission through the Reserve Officer Training Program at Embry-Riddle. Listen to her experience of why she joined the Air Force, military life, and why she left the military behind to be a stay-at-home mom and military spouse. You are listening to the Women of the Military podcast, where we share the stories of female service members and how the military touched their lives. I'm your host, military veteran, military spouse, and mom, Amanda Huffman. My goal is to find the heart of the story and uncover issues women face while serving in the military. If you want to be encouraged by the stories of military women and inspired to change the world, keep tuned for this latest episode of Women of the Military. Are you considering leaving the military? If you're planning on trading in your combat boots for a diaper bag or high heels, you might have some questions along the way. Head over to www.airmentomom.com resources to get your free guide today. This week's guest is Aaron Sears. We're glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about when you joined the military and what you're doing today? Uh, I commissioned in December of 2006 through ROTC at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida. And then I was in for five and a half years. I worked at Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado, at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, and at a Defense Contract Management Agency office in Sunnyvale, California. And in all of those tours, I was working in the engineering and acquisitions career field. And what do you do today? What do I do today? I am a mom and a military spouse. And a military spouse. Why did you decide to join the military? I remember visiting the Air Force Academy in, it was either late eighth grade or early high school, And someone in my family said, you could do that and you could go there. And I thought that was really cool because it looked like such a cool place to go to school. And it became my goal to go to the Air Force Academy. Um, I actually managed to get two nominations, but not an appointment to the Air Force Academy because it's a multi-step process with your congressmen and your senators. But then I also applied through ROTC and I got a partial scholarship and ended up in the ROTC program at Embry-Riddle, and it turned out really well. Yeah, that's really cool. I've been to the Air Force Academy. It's, it looks really cool. I don't think I'd want to go to school there, but... It looks really cool. Um, I applied to the Summer Scientific Seminar, which is a program for high schoolers in between the summers of their juniors and senior year, and I was there for, I can't remember if it's one week or two, but it was amazing. That you sounds really cool. in the dorms, and you got like one practice day as a dually, but it was a, a nice brief look into life there and college choices, and it was like summer camp. It was great. That sounds really fun. It was. I highly recommend it if you know somebody who's interested in the academies. I believe all of them offer something similar. Okay. Yeah, that's great for anyone who's listening who has a high school student who yes. is interested And you mentioned in your intro that you're a military spouse. So how did you meet your husband? Uh, I met my husband, Adam, through uh, first a mutual friend in college. And then we ran into each other at a ROTC event. And it turned out we were both in ROTC and didn't know it because our class was so big at the time. So it was one of those instances where we were in the same year group. We were in the same 
courses in college, getting the same degree, and we had the same friends, so we were going to run into each other eventually. Your, how big was your detachment at your ROTC? Oh, he commissioned in the spring of 2006, and I think there were 70 cadets who commissioned that spring. It was a huge class. That is, like, mind-blowing. We, I think we had... 12 when I commissioned and that was a lot. I I did four and a half years of college and when I commissioned in December there was still six of us who commissioned I think. Yeah that's when you were like I didn't know him and I was in the detachment right how many really crazy (laughs) but they have they have since uh, started a they already had army ROTC and a marine program and I'm not sure what the name of that is but when we were there they opened their Navy ROTC unit so it took some of the numbers away from the Air Force ROTC numbers so now it's more standard in size to other detachments. You guys met in college, and then did you get married? I refused to get married in college. I'm not sure why. Now that I think about it, life would have been a lot easier if we did get married in college, but I didn't want to be one of those people who you're like, oh, you went to college and you got married, and that was your thing. I wanted to be my own self for a little bit to make sure I knew what I wanted in my career and my life before we got married. So we got engaged right before I graduated, and then we did a very classical military move in that while I was stationed at Peterson, he was already in Montana. So I went down to the courthouse in Colorado and picked up the wedding certificate. And at this point in time, the state of Colorado, you did not need a justice of the peace and you did not need witnesses. You just needed to sign a piece of paper, both of you, and send it back in. I think you needed social security numbers. So we got married with only me there and I mailed the certificate off to him and then he just mailed it back and we were married and then we did like a big wedding the next year that's so crazy yes so it was kind of really creepy thinking about I could marry anybody and just forge signatures right because there's there's nobody who has to see this it's very interesting that is very really easy for us you're like this worked out great for us it did work out great for us so we have We actually have three wedding anniversaries because we, it's just really confusing. We ended up with three dates. The deacon who married us put the wrong date on a piece of paper, the first wedding date, and then we have our actual, when we like did like the white dress and stuff date, and third date on our basically second marriage certificate. So we had to just agree on one, agree on a day, agree on a year, and everybody's good. And then celebrate then. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, I've heard a few people who've gotten married more than once. Yes. To make it all work. To the same person, to make it all yeah. work. And everybody Yes, else. that's true. <laughs> they got married more than once to the same person to mm-hmm. make it all work. Um, what was it like? So you guys, you were stationed in Colorado and he was in Montana? Yes. And then you got married and so then you were able to move to be with him? About a year later, I was able to move to be with him because at the time, the Joint Spouse Regulation said you had to have two years time on station before they would move you to be stationed with your spouse. So I did two years in Colorado and then I joined him in Montana. That's a special base. There's not much in that part of Montana and that's where they have missile silos because there's not that much in Montana. Um, And then he got picked up for an Air Force position at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey. And the closest job for me was over an hour away in Sunnyvale, California. That's a long drive. It was a very long commute. Luckily, there was actually another spouse there most of the same time I was who was doing the exact same thing. So we became carpool buddies. And 
it was a big help. It was hard. It's like up at 5.30, leave the house, or maybe we're out the door by 5.30 and we'd still get to work when it was dark. And we at least had flexible hours so we could be on the road to come home at 3.30. Right. We're still traffic and they're much better about the hub lanes and that part of California than they certainly are here in Virginia. So we just hop over into the carpool lane and whiz on by the traffic. That was one of the challenges of both being in the military because he got a pretty cool opportunity to go to the language school in Monterey, but you had to find a job as close as you could get so that you could keep Right. I I chose to stay close to him. That was the choice. And I had known some people who had worked with DCMA and I didn't think it would be awful. And it was it was pretty rough. How long was his schooling or how long were you? Um, He was at he wasn't at the language school. He was at the Naval Postgraduate School. They're both in Monterey. And he was getting his master's. So we were there about two and a half years. It all starts to blur together. Yeah. So then after that, where did you guys go next? Uh, I uh, separated from the Air Force while we were in California because I got pregnant and the commute with a baby was not going to happen because it was either I commuted with a baby and took him to childcare up where I was or I left my child over an hour away and then drove. There was just too many variables. Right. Yeah, that seems very complicated. And it, like taking a baby an hour in the morning. so that Right. And so then we kicked around. Well, what if I just stayed up in Sunnyvale for the week and came back to Monterey on weekends because I really wanted to nurse and all these things. And it turned out that the easiest choice was just to separate from the military and chill. And that was probably the least stressful choice. Okay. Yes. And then he had his follow-on assignment from school to uh, the Northern Virginia area in Chantilly. And we've been here for almost five years. So time to move again. Two months we were moving. Did you face any struggles while you were serving in the military? They've changed a lot of things for not necessarily pregnant members, but members with uh, service members with new babies and family members. And I think if they had the programs they had now, I might still be in because I like the option of, hey, have a kid. You can get out, not get out, but be semi-separated for two years and then come back in. I think that would have made a huge difference for me and I might have stayed in. The struggle was the joint spouse and then the travel was awful in California. Right. But yeah, I... I got out before those programs existed. As well. Right. And when they came out like a year or two later, I was like, this is awesome. Where was this when I needed them? So glad to see they're making progress. I agree because I've I've thought about that when I'm like, oh, it wouldn't have been nice to get that opportunity to have right. that break. I don't know if I would have been able to stay in or make it work, but it's great that they have that program. Another thing that changed after I got out was um, I was a civil engineer, so we deployed a lot. And six months after my son was born, I was going to have to be ready to deploy. Mm-hmm. And now it's a year, which I think is really good, especially for moms who want to breastfeed because you can't really breastfeed while you're deployed. You know? No, they had they had already pushed the pushed it out to a year, or you could ask for like the waiver to push it out to a year, but I still, I still nursed both my kids to about 17 or 18 months. So even then it wouldn't have been long enough for me. 
but I don't know because what being part of DCMA, they're the, um, the defense contract management agency. They're always deploying people to go look at contracting stuff in the deployment areas. Okay. So my number four deployment was coming up soon. And that was another factor where I was like, I don't think I want to be deployed away from a child. That was a struggle I chose not to accept. How did being in the military affect you as a person? Did it change you? Did you learn anything about yourself? I think the military gave me more confidence. Uh, I remember still feeling really awkward showing up as a second lieutenant the first day on the job and service members who had more years than I had been alive were saluting me and calling me ma'am. But it was amazing to have that respect and everyone could get on board with always putting the mission first. So I kind of struggle with that now of I get one thing in my mind that has to get done and that's that becomes like my only thing to do. And sometimes I have problems wavering from only doing that one thing when there's other things that could be done also. We talked a little bit, you left the military because of the commute, but what was the process of leaving the military like? Did you run into any challenges? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I did. Um, I, uh, when I was, I think it was in my first trimester of pregnancy, I applied under what is basically known as the pregnancy clause to discontinue my military service uh, at the beginning of my third trimester. And it took some about six weeks to come back and say no, that it was not in their best interest for me to get out. And that was a really long wait for them to tell me no, especially because of the commute time and I had already decided I wanted to get out. And so after a few days, I re-looked at the system and I reapplied to get out under uh, the wasn't a clause. They were doing the overman, the rips at the time. And my career group, my year group was overmanned. So I reapplied to get out a few months after I had my son. And in two weeks, they're like, okay, we'll see ya. And they just, it was so easy. And it was fast. And I was like, well, why didn't you say yes the first time? So apparently they had people who were not working together looking at the numbers of people in career groups and whatnot. So instead of leaving the military at the beginning of my third trimester, I ended up staying in my whole pregnancy and all of my six weeks of maternity leave. And then I had terminal leave on top of that. So thanks to the military, I still got to make a paycheck and go back to work for a few days after I had my son. So it is kind of cool that I can tell my son who is now sick that I did go back to work and there's one picture of my husband and I both in uniform with my son. Probably one of my favorite pictures, even if it's not a very good picture. The kids are always wondering, why don't you go to work like daddy? And I can tell them, but wait, I did. Yeah, I talk about that sometimes because they're like, why is daddy always gone? And it's like, because one of us has to work, but we used to both work. And that's a, I have a picture of Luke when he was really little and I was still in the Air Force and it's one of my favorite pictures holding him in my uniform. Right. Yeah, I used to, my, my last, I think I had my six weeks of maternity leave and I went back for three weeks of work before my terminal leave started and about once a week I was bringing him into the office for office events. So I did end up commuting on some days with my son, but you know what, when it was just him and me in the car, we could still use the carpool lanes. So yeah. that worked. Do you have a favorite memory from your military experience? Well, I didn't get to do really cool stuff like deploy or fly planes. Most of my time was spent at a desk, and there's not a lot of 
cool stuff you get to do. But I really enjoyed all the people I worked with. I've never met more awesome people, especially with my time in Montana, because I worked with a bunch of retired master sergeants in my office and, and they showed me everything. And then they trusted me to like have a toolkit and go out with them into the missile field and fix stuff. It was great. We were the technical engineering office, so we took over when the maintainers couldn't solve the problem. We have these great big books of technical orders that show them how to troubleshoot and the order to do everything in. But when that didn't work, we were like the backup office, so we kind of got to go play around with things, but in a safe way. That's really cool. And that's cool that they would take you under their wing and let you go out with them. Yes, they didn't do that. There was only two, maybe three officers in the office, and... I was one of the only ones they trusted to actually take into the field with them, That's, which was cool. Yeah, that shows that they trusted you and yes, they, they knew liked you. me. We had fun. That's cool. Yeah, there was a retired senior master sergeant that worked in the office I was in, and he was always helping us with like awards packages and then taking us out into the field whenever we would get to go. And mm-hmm. that was really fun. So those type of people are really important. They are. They are just to get people to stay in and to provide mentoring and experiences or to know when to take things seriously or to know when you just need to laugh something off. They are a huge help. Did you have any challenges when you left the military and transitioned out? Did Was it a easy transition to go from being in the military to staying at home or did you face any unexpected challenges? I didn't face any unexpected challenges, but I never got to officially complete the transition program because I was nine months pregnant and I didn't want to be sitting in class with my very large stomach. So they let me do, they just handed me the, the tap transition book because I couldn't make it to the class. And they're like, here's the book. Call us if you have questions. So I didn't complete the transition program officially. And where we were stationed, the nearest Air Force base was two and a half or three hours away. So I had to drive all the way up to Travis Air Force Base with my son, who was about a month old. And luckily, my sister was in town to help me to go have a dental appointment to outprocess which seemed a little extreme, but they said it had to be at an Air Force base. That does seem a little extreme. When I was pregnant with my son, I tried to get out of TAP because I had taken it before because I was thinking about getting out before Mm -hmm. um, I got pregnant. And so I had taken it, but you have to take it within like... Like within six months. Yeah. And so I didn't know that because I thought it was covered. And so they made me take it. Oh, man. And the air conditioner wasn't working, and it was so hot. They, like, literally put the one fan in the room and, like, put it just on me because they knew how miserable (laughs) I was. And they were like, no, we're fine. You need this. And so it was, and it was, yeah, it was a long week. (laughs) Yes. And it was really not very helpful because I was leaving to stay at home, and it all was about finding a job. and. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, really, I don't need to be here. Right. I was like, this is good information for later. But right now, this is not what I need. I also got to, um, I got a doctor's note to work from home the last month I was pregnant. So I didn't have to commute the last month. And that was really helpful, too. Yeah, that would be really cool. It was helpful to not have to drive in the car for almost three hours every day. Yeah, while well, you're super pregnant. Yeah. yeah. 
That's good. I'm glad that they gave you some help. It's still frustrating you had to drive all the way up to Travis. Yeah, that was but. that was a weird one. But the rest of it, no, I'm good. I've actually I went on a job interview last fall, I think it was. And I realized how easy it would be for me to just jump back into the workforce, but I would be gone more than my husband is currently gone and decided now is not the time for that. Yeah. It's, I was like, it's nice to know I'm wanted as a veteran and a female with an engineering degree, but now is not the time to do that. Yes. I, yeah, that's one of the challenges. Sometimes I think about, oh, I could go back to work, but I don't feel like it's the right time yet. Right. Me either. So my last question is, what would you tell girls considering joining the military? Uh, my answer is do it. Please, please do it. Uh, I like to tell the story that when I was newly commissioned, I asked my little sister, who is seven years younger than I am, if she would ever want to join the military. And she specifically said, no, I don't want to be like you. And of course, we all laughed at that because, I mean, that's what little sisters are for. Uh, but now, currently about what 12 years later she is an army captain and veterinarian stationed in japan so that's pretty funny she discovered that the army was a great way to help her pay her veterinarian degree so she joined the army and now she gets to see the world more than i ever did yeah that's really cool it's awesome japan and it's one of those you can do anything for a few years and then decide it isn't for you and I, I tell both of my kids, I have a, a son and a daughter. I'm really hoping I can get them both to at least try it because it was so worth it for Razi to pay for a part of the scholarship and a book stipend and a monthly stipend just to get paid. It was great. And when I graduated, it was the middle of the recession and I had friends who could not find work in the engineering field because nobody was hired. And I went right into a job the next day. It yeah. was, there was no stress. It was so easy to just commission. And they said, go work here. And I said, okay. It was so easy. I loved it. Yeah, that is one of the great things about doing the ROTC program is when you graduate, you graduate with either a little help for college or all your college paid for, and then you have a job. Yes. And then if you don't like it, you can get out at your four or six year point. Mm -hmm. and you have all this experience so you can get another job and yes. so it is a great you kind of know what you like or what you don't like and you've been exposed to a lot more career fields and different things you can do with your career background that's great to hear well thank you for being a guest on this week's episode of women of the military and thank you for your time do you have anything else you want to add no i don't thank you so much thanks amanda Thank you for listening to this episode of Women of the Military. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing stories I have with women who have served in our military. Did you love the show? Don't forget to leave a review. Finally, if you are a woman who has served or is currently serving in the military, please email me at airmantomom at gmail.com so I can set you up to be on a future episode of Women of the Military.